Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I am Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Dr. Van Beek. Yeah. Yeah. So good to be with you. <laughs> good to see you, my friend. These folks can't see you, but if they could see what I could see, they would be suitably oh, impressed. If they were last week, we could not pull it together. So that's why we started this week, Stephen. That's right. It yeah. wasn't that we were unprepared. It was that we were unwilling. I mean, that we were uh, un. We didn't have um, the right material. That's it. Yes. No. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, so what's happened from last week to this week is Lynn asked me to. She asked me to prepare four lessons to prepare to Easter for Easter preparation. Nice. Almost like like the weeks of Advent. Oh, I like and, it. Um, yeah, I said to her that that uh, you know. Anglicans and Presbyterians and all the others do a thing. They do a daily reading from from Palm Sunday through Good Friday and Easter. And she said, but she wanted something, just just something each week mm-hmm. in preparation for Easter. So uh, I'm not much of a writer, so I said, well, maybe Lauren would write it, and then I'll just I'll just prepare it. So so the first week we we're gonna do um, we're gonna do Jesus is God, the divinity of Jesus. Because if, if Jesus is going to come and die for us, uh, one of the things that's really important is that he needs to be God. Yeah. And not everybody believed in Jesus being God. So I, I picked out just a few scriptures that uh, that I thought would kind of kind of show us that. Okay. So really, Stephen, like if you're doing the if you're doing the New Testament writers, there were a few things that they had to handle. They had to handle um, they had to handle the second coming. Mm-hmm. They had to handle the the length of time that Jesus had not come back. Why is he not coming back? Mm-hmm. So the later books are all dealing with, you know, why hasn't Jesus come, come right. back yet? And they had to handle the, the connection between Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. Remember, we talk about that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Acts mm-hmm. does it through journey theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul does it with the engrafted olive branch right or or the breaking down of the wall of separation in ephesians right yeah. um and uh and john of course in revelation does it through using jewish language to talk about the church mm, okay so 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 then then the other thing they have to deal with of course is that jesus was was fully human but he was also fully god mm. And they needed to deal with that because they were dealing with different forms of heresy that were in developmental stages, of course, about who Jesus was. Right. So the so the one thing that they they wanted to talk about um, was the divinity of Jesus. Now, unfortunately, there there's no nowhere in Scripture where someone says, "Now look, <laughs> Jesus is God." Okay, like get it in your head, He's God. <laughs> they, they never do that. And, and it's unfortunate. Now, they come very close to saying that, but but uh, but they don't actually say it. And I almost wonder if God always gives you an out. If, if you don't want to believe in him, he'll, he'll always give you an out, right? If you don't want to believe that the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, there's an out. You can you can argue your way around that so that um, so that it doesn't actually happen. You know, they called it the Sea of Reeds. You know, it was only it was only knee deep and things like that. We said, "Wow, the Egyptian army all drowned in knee deep water," um, <laughs> and uh, and and things like that, right? So he'll he won't make you believe this stuff, mm. right? And uh, it's the same with with the divinity of Jesus. 
it, he, they come very close to saying it, but they never really say it in a way you can't argue it. Mm. So, mm. so let's look at a couple of passages tonight. And and if, since we're doing John in the book of Revelation, I think John says it pretty clearly that Jesus is God in Revelation chapter five. Um, you remember, Steve, in Revelation chapter four, you have the you have the throne. John enters heaven and he sees the throne, and it's it's really lights and sounds. Mm-hmm. And there's someone on the throne, but you don't actually see him. Right. Um, but then then the four living creatures uh, cry, "Holy, holy, holy!" And the elders yep. fall down and worship, and That's they right. lay his crowns. Kind of an so, allusion to to um, Isaiah, right? Possibly. Yeah. Did, did we say it was before? Yes, we did. That's the only reason I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> then let's, let's stay with that tonight. <laughs> but by five, by chapter five, everything that he said about God in chapter four, he says about Jesus in chapter five. Oh. And um, so he, remember, he, he sees the lamb. So remember, now it starts off with there's nobody able to open the scroll and they hear, well, I know who can open the scroll. It's the line of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. And when he turns, he sees this lamb has always been slain. Hmm. And I always love that part because that's the one that says Jesus was just as powerful when he came to die as he, as he will be when he returns. Okay. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And then, then you go down just a little bit farther in verse nine. And I think nine is uh, you want to just read 9 and 10? You betcha. All right, folks. Uh, Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Isn't that beautiful? It that doesn't is. actually say that Jesus is God. I just, I just kind of love what he says there. You purchased them by your blood, and you've made them um, priests to serve before God. Because someone once said we're priests, and I went, no, we're not. But actually, peers we might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now go, go scroll down a little further. And this is, this is where it comes then. Um, um, in 11 and 12, if you just want to read 12 only, maybe. Sure. So verse 12 now, folks, in a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And of course, I was wrong because you needed to read 11, didn't you? That's okay. We'll read that now. (laughs) And they looked and, and sorry, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And then in the loud voice, and then in a loud voice, they're saying, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive honor, or sorry, to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise." So all of these ones, all of these thousands upon thousands of people or or being beings, whether they were angelic or human, or they're they're all saying, "Worthy is the Lamb." And then in thirteen, he 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 just nails it right here. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Which sounds a lot like the previous chapter. 
chapter. <laughs> Doesn't that sound exactly like four? In four, they do this to God, and in five, they do it to God and to the Lamb. Mm. And that says that the Lamb is God because he's worthy to be worshipped, and they worship him. And they worship they worship Jesus just like they worship God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, anywhere you see any other creature um, or any angelic being, whenever they talk to the guys, they go, oh, man, don't don't be starting to worship us, guys. Um, right. You know, though we are far greater than you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guys are going to judge us one day. Seriously, come on. <laughs> I can't believe this is going to happen. Come on. It annoys me every day that I'm only the registrar at this institution. And um, here I am with a brain the size of a planet. <laughs> so true. If you like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Or is it yep. Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah. Anyway, but this this is the worship that that he gives, and that's John's way of saying that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. John is John is kind of points it out here. Good, could you argue it? You probably could. So let's let's go to John fourteen then. Okay. Let's and there's other places, but I I like this thing in John fourteen. And in John fourteen verse eight. Okay. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And then keep going. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you do not speak on my own authority. Rather, is the Father living in me who is doing his work. It's nice, isn't it? It is. I, I, I just love it. So, he, you know, he, he says this stuff um, before. Jesus says this, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And Philip says, show us the Father. And Jesus says, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> throw me you, a you, bone you, here. <laughs> yeah, 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 throw me a bone. I'm the boss. I need the info. Um but Philip just says, show us the Father. And Jesus says, have I been with you so long that you haven't clued in yet? Now, remember, John is a gospel of belief. So so the, the author of the gospel of John is, is all the panning through and showing how the de- belief in Jesus develops in the disciples. And honestly, he, he shows you all the way through this book that, they, that they're really slow to clue in. Right. 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 They, they kind of don't. I was going to say they kind of do, but they kind of don't yeah. clue in. And and he's forever saying this kind of stuff to them. Um, so then then I think Philip, wasn't Philip one of John's disciples and he came over to them from John? I I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if that's the case. Thinking back to watching The Chosen. <laughs> that's the way that happened. But, um, but here Jesus says to him, he says, if you've seen me, um, you've seen the fa- Father, right? And, but then he says, show me thus the Father. Don't you believe I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And and that just says that he's God. However, if you don't want to believe it, later on he's going to say, but I am in you and you are in me to the disciples. Mm-hmm. And we would say, well, that sounds the same and we're not God, right? <laughs> but, he, but he says here, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. So he, he almost says, look, I am him. I am God. 
And remember, the apostolics believe that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all just forms of Jesus. Mm. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's the view of triunity. Right. Yeah, the apostolics used to, I don't know if they do anymore, but they used to make you get rebaptized. If you were baptized in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they would get you, they would have you get rebaptized in the name of Jesus. And when I was talking to some of them recently, they didn't know that. So I thought, oh, well, probably it's not as big a deal anymore. Mm, 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 mm. You know? Okay. Now that that people don't know the theology of their own church isn't isn't shocking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because because people generally don't know anything <laughs> at all. Oh, between a registrar and an IT director, oh yeah, I think we can confidently say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Like like all the faculty members that thought they they under, that they could understand scripture as much as us because they'd been to Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd say, well, I took grade eight science, so I probably know. <laughs> I'm pretty good with the biology, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Oh. Now, the next place we want to go is then to um, Colossians 1.15. We can do that. We have technology for that. I'll put it in the full chapter just in case we want to read around it. Um, there we go. Colossians uh, three fifteen, the sun. Uh, one fifteen, yeah. One fifteen. So. Sorry, <laughs> three fifteen. Nice one, Steve. Uh, <laughs> one fifteen, the sun is in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Mm. Oh, for in, for in Him all things were created, things in heaven. And on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in all and in him all things hold together. That should be good there. Let's now here it sounds very much like he's just saying Jesus is God. Look, Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. The Son is the image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But then he goes and says he's the firstborn of all creation. Right. And there are now for us because because now this is almost a because I believe I'm going to interpret it this way mm-hmm. because I believe that Jesus was not created that Jesus always was God therefore I believe being the firstborn of all creation means um, that's his position mm. that's Christ's position but there are churches that not not churches but um, there are groups that believe that. The firstborn of all creation means that Jesus was fantastic, but he was created, mm-hmm. right? But I, and I, I, yeah, I like where you're huh? going with this. You're going with it as a positional argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is who he is. Sort of like, um, you know, like like uh, Jacob, Jacob mm-hmm. and Esau. Mm-hmm. Jacob got the right of the firstborn, mm-hmm. and the right of the firstborn meant you got all the stuff, right? Yeah. And and Jesus has that. So, and then it also says that nothing was created anywhere that that wasn't created through jesus and i I do like that because he says whether it be thrones or powers or rulers or authorities everything comes under the supremacy of jesus Mm. because he created it all yeah yep and and it's kind of good for us too to to just remember that jesus jesus is the one through all whom all of this stuff happened Mm. so when god created the world he did it he did it through jesus yeah they may have just got together, you know, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit said, so, you know, what do you want to do today? Let's make the fjords. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, 
love the fjords. <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of a fun thought to, to, to think of the creative process that, that God would have gone through to go, here's what I consider beauty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it, it is amazing. But, I, but he still leaves you out. Know, if you don't want to believe it, you don't have to. Right. However, for, for Christ to die on a cross for our sins, he, um, in order for that to be efficacious, in order for that to have an effect, it, it, I love that word, efficacious. I know. I, I was like, wow, that's, I'm Woo. impressed that you came out with that. Like guns blazing. <laughs> that's a $10 word. Guns blazing right there. <laughs> <laughs> but in order for it to happen, he kind of needed to be God. Like we could die for people. Yeah. I could die for you. And, um, you know, nothing, it would mean probably next to nothing, right? It means something you know, to me, if that helps. It would be, yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You, like, like I, I thought, I, you know, the, the whole world revolved around my wife. Who was that that said that? Uh, um, oh, I don't remember. Oh, Ryan, Ryan. Um, Ryan Stiles? No. No, Ryan. Oh, Ryan the, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, who said, he said, um, I, you know, everything, my wife was everything. And then the day my daughter was born. I said, if someone came after us, I would use my wife as a human shield <laughs> to right. protect my baby. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't stand in front of himself, of course. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's not so, how we do things these days. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus Jesus needed to be God for this stuff to happen, and, and that's what we believe. Hmm. So it's almost uh, our belief takes us to this place. Yeah. Uh, and. And he was the image of the invisible God. And there is one other place, if you go to 2.9, that he, he almost comes out and, and says it. For in Christ, all fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Yeah. Therefore, there he says it, eh? it the fullness of God. And in some versions, it says the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily mm -hmm, form mm -hmm. the fullness of god is is in jesus right and um and i think i think that's that's the key is is for us jesus had to be god yeah he had to be god to come down and die for our sins and to really make that work for us he had to be god mm -hmm. then next week we're going to find out that he also had to be a human look at you go yeah <laughs> my friend that was fantastic Folks, I hope you enjoyed that. What a great thought into the fact that there is no sort of asterisk beside Jesus when it comes to his his deity or his, whatever I'm trying to say, his, his ability to be God. There's no a little asterisk there that says, well, not quite God, but sort of. No, fully God, like Larry said. So grateful that you enjoy, uh, joined us this week. Sorry that we had a little break, um, but we're back now. We'll be back with you, like Larry said, for sure for the next four weeks. And we'll kind of go from there. But until next time, I was Steve. He was Larry. This was the Apocalypse.